Hey friend, do you love the smell of books? Maybe you absolutely delight in the sound of a pen gliding across a page as you write. Hi, my name is Shira Rodriguez, and I am a Jesus follower, a writer, entrepreneur, and lover of all things boho and books. In this podcast, I want to take you on a journey of discovering yourself, discovering God and your passions, and how to make your life beautiful and so full that it overflows into the lives of others. And over here, we are not about compartmentalizing life. Oh no. Over here, we talk about holistically taking your life and presenting it as a place where others can be blessed just by knowing you. Are you excited? I am. So snag your favorite mug of tea or a pen and paper and let's jump in. Because you're listening to Her Reading Life Podcast. Hey friends, welcome to a bonus episode of Her Reading Life Podcast. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, I am so excited that you're here. And honestly, I just wanted to welcome you to this podcast and invite you to just relax and sit down. Because if you are feeling a little bit creatively stumped or creatively empty, maybe your well feels a little bit dry, don't worry, this is the place where we fill you up with inspiration and creativity again, especially if you are a writer. I am so glad you are here because this podcast is for you. Now, for some time now, I had been wanting to do motivational um, little messages for writers because I found so many incredible people who were doing motivational Monday things and I hadn't found any for writers. I was like, are you kidding me? The writers are some of the people that need the most motivation because we have our ups, we have our downs, we have to get rejections for our books so often and even though we have highs, we also have some pretty low lows. There are moments where we're just euphoric with joy because we got a certain scene or we found the perfect word that we needed. But there are other times where we have to scrap thousands of words that we just poured our heart into and they just didn't come out right, even though we wanted them to come out. They just didn't turn out the way we wanted them to. So that's why I think it's so essential for writers to have a motivational Monday pick-me-up, so to speak. And so that is why I am so excited to share today's motivational message with you guys today. Um, This is kind of just a bonus episode, so if you guys do enjoy this, let me know. And if this encourages you, please let me know so I can make more. And yeah, If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate this episode because this allows other lovely listeners to tune into this podcast and get the good, beautiful things and inspiration and creativity that they need. Okay, so today I'm going to pull out one of my favorite quotes from my gratitude journal. Now, this journal has been one of the best journals that I've been able to use, um, And the reason why I'm telling you this is because the format that they use is just so inspiring. It's helped me so much. So basically, this gratitude journal has a quote at the beginning of the day. And then it asks me three questions um, to be able to find something to be grateful about. So 
So one of the days it might ask me to kind of express gratitude for a quality of one of my closest friends that I absolutely love or what I appreciate most about this moment or an opportunity I have today that I only dreamt about having previously. So it just kind of fills you with gratitude and helps you see the beauty of the life that you are living now. Um, I can talk about this all day, but anyway, let's jump into the quote. On one of the days for my gratitude journal, I found this beautiful quote by G.K. Chesterton that I wanted to share with you guys because I think it's so unique and beautiful and you know what, let's just jump in. <laughs> so G.K. Chesterton says, I would maintain that thanks are the highest form of thought and that gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. Now, at a first listen, I was just struck by it, I guess, because it's a lot to think about. Now, just so that you kind of have context as to who G.K. Chesterton was, because I like to have a little bit of context, G.K. Chesterton was a writer of the, I think like the Victorian period, during the late 1800s, early 1900s, and he wrote several books on Christianity. So for example, he, I think he wrote Orthodoxy, which a lot of Christians quote um, as he was defending his belief in faith and why faith is necessary for, for, for people in general. He was also a novelist. He wrote the Father Brown Mysteries, which are a collection of mysteries. Think the Adventures of Sherlock Holmes style. I got to read his other book um, called Man Alive, which is just, which is another mystery style book. It's a standalone though. And think Sherlock Holmes goes to Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland, and you kind of have it. <laughs> you kind of um, have a taste of what it's like because it's topsy-turvy and his wit is incomparable. It is really wonderful. So what I'm trying to say with giving all this context is this guy was a writer, okay? He gets us. And he says that his highest form of thought was not his story ideas, which we most of us would think, okay, our highest form of thought is our creativity. Our highest form of thought is our ability to make up stories. No. For him, his highest form of thought was thanks. And at a first glance, you're thinking, okay, well, I don't get it. But you see, his idea of thanks isn't the sort of idea that most of us have when we think of thanks. It's not the thanks that we write in a card when we say thank you for the gift that somebody gave us. Or even the little, you know, the DM that we send somebody when they said something nice to us and we say thanks. Uh, it's not that. It's something that is far beyond our thank you that we normally use to just thank people. How do we know that? Because in the next line of the quote, he explains what that thanks, what that gratitude looks like. He says, gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. You know, I think we very few times think of gratitude as happiness doubled by wonder, but it reminds me so much of the reaction that one of the lepers has in the story of Jesus with the 10 lepers. And I'm actually going to flip over to Luke 17, 11, because I think that story is so beautiful and it describes this and it captures it 
so well. Now it happened as he went through Jerusalem, this is Jesus, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourself to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. I can just imagine the joy on this man's face. I mean, think about it. Let's put ourselves in his shoes for a minute. This man has been living with a skin condition called leprosy. Now, in leprosy, I'm going to get a little graphic, okay? I'll try to be as light, lightly descriptive as possible, okay? In leprosy, your skin is pretty much rotting on your, on your body. It's, it's just falling apart. As, as you're walking, as you're living, it's just rotting away. And this guy is living with this. So he is confronted with his own mortality day in, day out. Every day he wakes up, he knows that he is dying. He has signs of his dying everywhere he looks. And he's together with men who are going through this same circumstance. Specifically, nine other men. Now, lepers were outcasts. They couldn't even talk to people. This man may have been separated from his family because of this disease. They were ostracized. They had to go about town saying, unclean, unclean. This was their daily life. And so they're going down the road and they see Jesus. Maybe they were seeking him out. We, we don't know. But they want to respect the rules. So they stand afar off. And they say to Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on us. Now, Jesus doesn't even have to touch them to heal them. He just says, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was, as they went, they were cleansed. You can imagine these men looking at their skin and saying, it's healed. The cuts, the bruises, they're closing. And they're so happy. But in the middle of their happiness, one of the men stops in his tracks and shakes his head and says, I gotta go, I gotta go and say thank you. And he rushes up to Jesus, full of happiness and wonder, full of gratitude. And he runs so fast that he falls flat on his face before Jesus, weeping and just saying thank you and praising God. You can just imagine the disciples watching this scene before them just play out. And then Jesus, I can just imagine him kneeling down and saying, Were there not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? What happened to the nine who didn't come? And you'd think in this passage you'd be like, wow, why doesn't Jesus say anything? Well, he does. He says, arise, go your way because your faith has made you well. Guys, that's a huge compliment from Jesus. But beyond that, I think that the man's gratitude 
his opportunity to experience that highest form of thought was a gift in and of itself. It is the most beautiful thing to be able to be filled with happiness and wonder at the feet of Jesus because nothing can beat that feeling. That feeling of just being overwhelmed with awe and wonder and beauty and just blown, mind blown. And this story always gets me because so many times we take things for granted. We're working so hard to do our own thing. And then when we ask for a breakthrough and God gives it to us, so many times we're so happy with the result that we forget the one who gave us the result. And we lose out on the best part, that gratitude. And friends, that gratitude is a choice. This one man who came back to Jesus out of the nine chose to turn and thank Jesus. To have the humility to realize that this was a huge gift. He didn't deserve it. He didn't do it because he was better than everybody else. Because he was a well-behaved leper, quote-unquote. Jesus did it because he had mercy on him. And guys, the reason why I think J.K. Chesterton thought this was the highest form of thought is because not only is it like the feeling I can imagine that we'll always have being in heaven, just be constantly in awe and filled with wonder and happiness, not only that, but because as artists, in order to see the beautiful, we have to see everything as a gift. We have to have the humility to realize that the very air that we breathe is a gift. See, things are not beautiful unless we're disposed to see them as such. It's so true. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and it is our choice to find the beauty in everything. I mean, that's what we call ourselves, you know, as artists, we're trying to find the beauty in life. But what if it's already there? And we merely have to have eyes to see it. So today, I just want to encourage you to find the beauty in your life today. It can be as simple as waking up this morning and closing your eyes, taking a deep breath, and just thanking God for that breath you just took. For the fact that you have oxygen, just the right amount of oxygen in this world for you to be able to breathe. It can be opening your eyes to the light of day and thinking what a gorgeous thing it is to be able to see light. It may be, it may be simply getting up and thanking God that you can walk around. It may be thanking God that you have something to eat today, something delicious and something good. What I'm trying to say, friends, is that there is nothing that is too small for us to exercise gratitude over and to wet our minds, to sharpen our minds, to find the beauty in life. And guess what? When we have that attitude, everything in life will be beautiful, will have a purpose, will have greatness to it. Because God made life beautiful and he orchestrates every aspect of it to be for our good and for his glory. So friends, that was my encouragement for you today and I hope that you were blessed and inspired to keep going, keep being more and more creative and to find the beauty in your life today, to find that highest form of thought in your life today. So until next time, sweet friends, may you live, give, and repeat. 
Yay, you did it. I'm giving you a lovely big virtual hug because you just finished another episode of Her Reading Life podcast. If you'd like to access all the wonderful links I mentioned in this episode, visit my website at bio.site slash Shira G. Rodriguez. That's bio.site slash Shira G. Rodriguez. There you can access my blog posts, resources, and so much more. Also, check out my Instagram page for more inspirational content. And join my email list for insider secrets and exclusive updates on special events. The links are in the description box below. Also, if you could take a minute and leave a review for this podcast, that would be amazing. We're able to reach so many more people because of your reviews and ratings. I can't wait to chat with you next time, friends. Keep living, giving, and repeating. <laughs>